It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. Good evening. Hope you had a good day today. It's cold. I don't know where you are, but I'm in the Midwest. And uh, it's cold, but it's cool. There's the, also the moon, and I, you know, we do the show late, so I look outside. And uh, it, it's quite a different scenery. I, I must say, you know, I enjoy America 360. <laughs> so whatever the season, I'm, I'm not complaining because I just find that if you look outside your window, even at a blue sky, I was looking earlier today, that it just it makes me feel, you know, peaceful. A blue sky. Just, I, what can I say? You've got to find your joie de vivre where it is, right? You've got to find your joy of life wherever it is. And me callers, callers, sounds, and uh, good conversations makes my day. Anyway, back to you. If you have a question about your relationship, the time is now, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me about your relationship, dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Alan. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Alan. What's going on? How can I help you? Yeah, so I, I've been with my, my girlfriend for about three years, and I'm not really the jealous type, but um, she's spending quite a bit of time with some other guy, and they have a, a bunch of uh, common interests like uh, anime and Animal Crossing. And uh, you know, when when um, you know I hear them talk, I can I can hear her kind of laugh in the way that I remember she used to laugh with me. And I'm just I'm wondering if I should be worried about that or not. That's a good question. Um... How long have you been together? Uh, about three years. If you look at the, the, the romance, the ooh-la-la, the chemistry, how would you rate the chemistry today, a scale of one to ten? Yeah, I'd say, you know, it's about a six. It started at a, at a ten. That's what kind of brought us together in the first place. But, uh, yeah. Six. Not bad. Okay. If you talk about conversation and feeling comfortable, on a scale of one to ten right now, where do you stand with her? conversation yeah, and, and relax. I think that one's a little lacking, maybe maybe a three or a four. So, okay, do you feel in her mind, that's how you feel, that she's fading away from you, that the lifestyle separates you, it's something that you feel that she's slowly but surely investing some other guy? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, on the one hand, I'm, you know, I'm happy for her to find friendship and stuff in other places than me, you know, like I don't think one person can be everything to the other person, but, uh, you know, I can't help but wish that, you know, that was between us, you know. Have you told her that? Not in so many words. Why not? I guess um, part, part of it is, you know, uh, there's some things that, uh, you know, I frankly don't have interest in. Like, you know, she's, she's tried to get me into anime and stuff. I just, yeah, that, that's not my thing, you know. And I, I, on its face, I don't think that's a problem. But now that I see that we are spending less time together and we're not as connected as we should be, I, you know, I, I, yeah, my, my worry about that. I, I think it's be a great conversation to have because if you let this unspoken, this distance uh, between you and her, you guys are going to hit the wall pretty soon. And so the thing to do right now is to have a great conversation with her on exactly how you feel and then let her say her piece and ask her, how do you feel about us? How do you feel about where we're going? How do you feel about everything? It's the number one sentence that I always advise people to use. How does this make you feel or how do you feel? Once you understand those four words, 
it's going to help you a lot, all right? Okay, thanks. That sounds great. All right, you got it. Good luck to you, Alan. Have a good thanks, night, Alan. and thank you so much for calling. Coming up, I'm going to go answer a Facebook message I got from Jessica because she's been online talking to a guy, and uh, they're going to probably meet soon, but she has a question for me, so I want to help her. Her Facebook message is next. So I got a Facebook message at the rendezvous show from Jessica who goes, Bonjour Simon, I've been talking to this guy on a dating app and he seems really nice, but I don't know how tall he is. I'm tall and in the past I've met guys from dating apps in person who are way shorter than me and it's awkward. How do I ask without being rude? Ah, Jessica, that's a good question. How do you ask somebody their height without being rude? I think I have an idea about that, so stay with me. My answer is next. So, say you're a tall person. In the case of the Facebook message from Jessica, you know, she goes, you know, I've been talking to a guy on a dating app, he seems really nice, but I don't know how tall he is, and Jessica is tall, and she doesn't want to really date somebody too short, too small, because it gets awkward. So, how do you ask a guy without being rude, how tall are you? Uh, I wouldn't ask if I were you. Here's what I would do, because listen, Think of Al Pacino, right? There's people like Al Pacino. They're short, but they're so charismatic, so energetic, that maybe it doesn't matter as much. Uh, and you might miss on a good guy. So if you do ask, you may get an answer and then decide. There's nothing wrong in asking. But my advice is not to ask. My advice is if you like the conversation, if you like the pictures, give him a chance for coffee. And then see the vibe. That's what I think. And I'm 6'2", so I don't, I don't suffer from that. But I just think doesn't matter really. It's all about the energy and the charisma. So anyway, my advice, don't ask. Check him out in person and go from there. Follow your intuition. You call the next. Bonjour, Renard. Bonjour, Simon. What's going on with your partner? How can I help? I am just trying to figure out a way to communicate better with my partner. It seems like when I bring him complaints, it's easy for him to get defensive. And I really want to figure out how to bring him something where he actually can hear, and then we can solve the problem. Okay, so when you say a complaint, so can you tell me what you would like to tell him? Yeah, so I one thing is I just want to be spending more time with friends, and he is kind of a hermit, and I feel a bit isolated, and so I'm trying to work through you know, how to, how to do both, how to both spend time with him and make sure that I'm spending time with friends as well. I see. What's his argument? I mean, have you discussed that with him before or that's, you've never done it before, you did discussion? Yeah, yeah. He's, he is kind of picky about the people he spends time with. And so anytime we are meeting people, I'm generally pretty excited about it. And often when we leave the scenario, there will be some sort of complaint about those people, you know, something was off, something wasn't right, and then mm -hmm. I'm left feeling a bit lonely and misunderstood. And then when I bring this to him often, it's hard for me to, to actually get through to him. Because he doesn't want to listen to what you have to say. That's why. He, he knows what you're saying. He doesn't like to hear it, right? That's why. But being in a relationship is to find compromise. So what would you think would be a right compromise? between you and him about this? I mean, I think I could be spending time with friends and making friends without him and just have that be okay. 
so do you think you'd be okay with that? I do, I do. Uh, I think if he knew he had the option to kind of opt out right now, I have a feeling he feels a bit of pressure. But Because, if it were more of an option. Yeah, I like that. So why don't you try this? I mean, compromise is the language of love. And so yeah. when in the future you have you know, a question, and if you can't call me right away, just think compromise. What's fair for him? What's fair for me? And then you fight for it. Whether he likes it or not, you go out with your girlfriends, your friends, and, he, and then that's it. I mean, we're adults. We're not each other's parents. So we've got to find a compromise. But if the partner doesn't want to compromise, then I just say you go out and, um, and it's like, a, you know, take it or leave it. Yeah, great. That's perfect. Compromise is not an ugly word in relationships. Good luck to you and have a good night. <laughs> Thank you so much, Simon. Coming up, I am going to go listen to my voicemails because Mike has an important question regarding his girlfriend and I want to help him. So his voicemail is next. So please remember that 24-7-365, you have a question, you're not alone. Just leave me a voicemail at 855-905-8255 and we'll get to it during the show, just like for Mike's. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. Uh, this is Mike. And uh, I have a question regarding my girlfriend. She has major trust issues, and she's always looking into my phone as well as my emails. Uh, I haven't done anything wrong, like as far as affair or anything like that. Uh, I do, you know, chat with ex-girlfriends every now and then. What can I do to let my girlfriend know that... I'm okay that, you know, she uh, can trust me and that there's nothing uh, to worry about. Uh, thank you, and I look forward to hearing your response. Mike, thanks for the voicemail. And how uh, do you get your partner to trust you and uh, doesn't have to go, you know, through your phone all the time? I have an answer coming up next. What can you do if your partner is always going through your phone kind of not trusting you, right? Um, which is uh, the case of Mike's girlfriend, uh, in his voicemail, he says, you know, she goes to his phone and he wants to make a point clear that she doesn't really need to because she should trust him. Now, I think when it comes to phone and social media and stuff like that, maybe the best way is to do what I call the ask and show policy. So it's okay to have a code, a password, but if your partner wants to see it, then you open the phone in front of your partner and they can see what's going on. That should be sufficient, honestly, because there is stuff that, you know, since we can get stuff from our parents or our family, this is nobody's business. Friends say things about the partners that it's not for even our partner to know, stuff like that. So I believe in the right of privacy. So Mike, my advice is to do this. Tell her, listen, from now on, there's a password, so you can't go through it all day long. But trust me, and if you really have a question, I'll open the phone anytime you want, in front of you, with you, and we'll go through it. But not all the time. It's like use, but not abuse. That's my advice. You call the next. If you have a question for me, call now. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Margie. Bonjour, Simon. This is the problem I have. I used to have the most romantic, exciting love life with my spouse. And I mean, we do it two or three times a day, every day. And then little by little, he stopped having interest. And now we're to the point, it's been like a year. 
and I'm going crazy, and I don't know what to do. I've bought sexy clothes. I've tried romantic interludes, candles, you name it. I've done it, and nothing's working, and I don't know what to do. I see. So That's we have kind of a ooh-la-la crisis. No ooh-la-la anymore. It's a, it's a ooh-la-la dry spell. Exactly. No more ooh-la-la. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. So is he, is he pushing you away? Is he, what, what's the deal? Well, he's just not interested. I mean, I, I, I uh, got on a, a, a weight loss regimen and lost some weight. I was never overweight to start with, but I lost more weight and got my body more in tone and bought some really sexy clothes and started um, being a little more flirtatious than normal. And I thought that would, you know, add some zing. But, you know, it's like I walk right in front of him with nothing on and he kind of moves me over with his hand because I'm in the blocking the TV. Yeah, this, this, is, this is humiliating for you also, so this can't go on. So why would you want to stay with a man who doesn't want to be with you anymore? Why? I guess because of my marriage vows. I figure I'm kind of stuck with it, for better or for worse. Yes, but uh, in the marriage vows, there's also, you, you should, uh, you know, ooh-la-la with your partner. It's like, because... It's really like a castration of your femininity to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you. It's, I mean, you know, I'm pretty open-minded about all things, but it's not about a technique. It's not about lingerie. It's not about anything you have to do. I think you guys have to go see a therapist if you guys want to stay married. And then he has to hear what you have to say because this is not normal. It's very hurtful for you and your self-esteem. I can put myself in your situation if... I was in a relationship and my girlfriend pushed me away every time I wanted to be romantic. I would be very hurt and very humiliated. So my advice is to have a frank conversation with him ASAP, either alone with him or with a therapist. And after that, if things don't change, you will hurt your femininity, your self-esteem, your dignity by staying married to a man who doesn't want you anymore and have what? No more ooh for the rest of your life? That's not a life? You're right. You're very right. That's some very good. good advice. I really appreciate that. And you've given me a lot to think about. You, you're most welcome. Don't accept the unacceptable. Good luck to you. Be strong. And uh, call me back anytime you want, all right? I will. Thank you so much. Merci. And thank you again. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir, Margie. Bonsoir. How long would you stay with somebody that is not physically attracted to you at all? Let's talk about that next. Whether you're married or in a relationship, and I'm talking no kids, so just, just the two of you, if you realize, like my last caller Margie, that your partner doesn't want to have ooh-la-la with you whatsoever, I'm not talking about the little la-la, I'm talking about no ooh-la-la at all, zero, not touching, move your way, you put lingerie on, he doesn't look, you prepare a nice bath with candles, he takes a shower, how long would you stay with somebody like this, right? And how long should you stay? something like this. How long would you stay? Personally, if I was dating a woman who didn't want to make love with me, no ooh-la-la, I don't think I would stay. Period. I mean, you love and you make love. This is what adults do. Love and make love. But how long should you stay? Now, that's a different question. How long should you stay? Let's talk about that next. So my last caller, Margie, said, you know, she hasn't had any ooh-la-la in one year with her husband, he, he, you know, he just pushes away, she prepares a bath, he takes a shower, you get the drift. He just he doesn't want to make love to her, let's be specific. Nothing at all. So how long should she stay with him? They're married. 
Um, if you have no kids and it's just two adults, here's my advice. You go to therapy, you have a great talk, but you remember you have to protect your femininity if you're a woman, your masculinity if you're a man, or you know whatever you are, you just have to protect who you are. And being rejected, being the object of rejection, is one of the most hurtful things for your mind, for your self-esteem, for your dignity, and for your soul. It's like poisoning the self-esteem. It's toxic. Don't stay with somebody who doesn't want to be with you, please. I've made that mistake in the past. It never played my favor. Don't do like me. Do better than me. Leave that person. That's my advice. You calls and your questions are next. If you want to share a very personal and important romantic story that happened to you, call me on my show, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Daphne. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Daphne. So something romantic, really romantic actually in your case happened to you. Please do share. Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, my boyfriend and I, we had been together for the last three and a half years. And mm -hmm. we actually, we, we had a baby together. We kind of did everything a little bit backwards, but that was okay. Uh, we decided if we were going to get married, we were going to do it when it was right. Well, unfortunately, we did have a little bit of a tragedy that happened to us, um, oh. you know, during the fall. We, we, we lost a baby. And oh, I'm so, so sorry. We very, that's okay. We were very sad, and we just thought, okay, it wasn't meant to be. And I love the fall. It's my favorite time of year. But unfortunately, yeah. when something like that happens, you associate a really tragic thing with that time of year. And the memories are just not very good. I, and I didn't want that memory. I didn't want that to be associated with fall because I love fall. I love the leaves. I love the time of year. I love that changing. And so my boyfriend said, let's get married. And I said, oh, okay, let's get married. <laughs> he says, we love each other. Let's get married. So we decided to get married. Now, I hate to sound like a spoiled brat, but I thought, you know what? This is amazing, mm. but I didn't get my formal proposal. It was more of a, right. we, decide, we decided together. We even picked out rings together. There was no element of surprise at all. So I was really bummed, yep. and I thought, so you know what, Daphne? You just have to go with it. He's the perfect man for you, so don't be spoiled with the proposal. Don't be spoiled. So... I went, we went through with it. We had a beautiful wedding in our home. We invited very, very small uh, amount of guests, 40 people. Yeah. And right in the middle of the wedding vows, he got down on one knee and he proposed to me during our wedding vows. So I got my wedding proposal. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Congratulations on all fronts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, how did you feel when that happened? Surprised, but almost not surprised because that's just so typical of something he would do. He, he does that. He just, I don't know. He's, I, I always think, you know, how can he be any more perfect? And then he proves he is even more perfect with every single moment. So it just made me, it just solidified for me. You know what? He truly is the one for me because I think he just really knows my heart. Mm. I love that. Well said. Daphne, thank you so much for sharing that very personal story. Thank you very much. And I wish you and your husband a wonderful, wonderful end of the year. Thank you so much, Simon. Thank you. Soulmates. Who believes in soulmates? Do you believe in soulmates? Let's talk about that next. Soulmates. Two words. Magic words. Soulmates. Do you believe in soulmates? 
It's a key question because I know some people do, some people don't. I didn't know the number until I posted that on my famous social media, at Rendezvous Radio, and I hope you follow me. At Rendezvous Radio, very easy. Anyway, so I posted that question, do you believe in soulmates? 79% of you said yes, 21% of you said no. I believe in soulmates. I've seen my parents married together 56 years. Soulmates. I'm looking for mine, actually. So when that happens, I'll know it. Thank you so much for voting. Thank you for being with me tonight. Thank you for spending your night, your late night with me, every night on your local station. Thank you so much. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.